a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, my Footy Talk Monday edition, Gordon, tell us, what do we got? We've got heaps. We're going to break down all the finals. Can anybody beat Brisbane or Penrith? And you've got your biting theories as well. Yep. Looking forward to it. Here we go. Footy Talk Monday edition, Adam Peacock and Gordon Tallis here to review what we saw on the weekend. Look ahead as well. Uh, Gordy, how was the road trip firstly with the Triple M it crew was, yesterday? It was fantastic. It was. Uh, uh, we've upgraded the bus. Yeah, the cusp yeah. bus. Yeah, so yeah, no, uh, it was good. It was a another great day in Newcastle. What a, you know, sellout crowd. The Knights got home. What a mm. game! Like we went there thinking that it was going to be a bit of a fizzer, but the bus trip. I was excited for it. Jimmy Graham's birthday. Yeah, bit I of an extra layer to it. Yeah, but he doesn't believe in celebrating the aging process because he gave it to us all all year. Because I had a yep. day off for my fiftieth, and Charlie mm. White had two weeks off. For his 18th. So, um, <laughs> happy birthday, Charlie, by the way. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so, at Offield. So, like the Jimmy Graham sort of, he didn't want to have a day off because yeah, he put so much yeah, shit on us. Right but, but I didn't think he really wanted to be there celebrating with Gordon Tellis. Well, you all got a good game of footy to watch. It was a great game. You, you look at Ricky, and you could have, I could have written the script for Ricky Stewart's post game press conference, regardless of the result. None of yous gave us a bloody hope in hell. And that's basically the line he took. But it was perfect siege mentality well, footy from Canberra, wasn't it? Well, that's true because of their last, you know, mm. six or so performances. And you look at, you know, the way the Knights had gone on a run, they'd won 10 in a row, and they'd scored, well, nine in a row, and they'd scored 25 points each time, mm. right? So, yeah, you're right. And the way the Raiders had, and they had a couple of big big names out, and you thought the way the Raiders have gone the last month, that, that it's going to be a tough road trip. But they didn't ambush. They come, they played with all the emotion that you'd expect the Ricky Stewart side in the finals, and they just fell over, like, in the end. And they had their chances to win it. Mm. You know, like I think they won it, then they... Lost it and then I had a chance to win it again, but uh, it was a courageous performance from the Raiders. I mean, the, the narrative in the last 12 hours since the game is, oh, the bite changed it. And we'll get to the bite in a moment, what it might mean for Jack Whiten. But on the day, the momentum, what did you feel? Was it was it that that got the crowd involved, that got Newcastle up, and then they started to go forward and play their footy? Yeah. Or was it someone else? Yeah, it was a moment because as soon as Jack started touching the ball after that, there was a lot of booing. But the crowd were into it in the first set of six. Like the Newcastle chant. Like, mm. my memory's not that good, but when you go and play in Newcastle, they had to wait till they were under the pump or getting on a roll and the Newcastle chant would go up. It went up in the first 30 seconds. Mm. So that crowd was right behind them. I think the bite may have spurred Newcastle. You know, like they – Newcastle, I think, were just going through the motions. They thought it was going to happen, like, you know, thinking about it, but – How does that happen? Like, 30,000 home crowd and then you end up going through the motions. Are you – too emotional about it, or I don't know, Gordy, take us into a, a uh, player's oh, shoes. finals. Well, it's a different game, but you got to stay the same. Right? Okay, if that makes sense. So you got to keep on doing what gets you there. Mm. That's what gets you to the finals. So what's got Newcastle there? Well, everything they've done in the last six to eight weeks, yeah, has got them there. So don't change. You just got to do it on a different level and, and intensity then, wise. Exactly right. Yeah, and then that's what. And like when they go, oh, Origin. Oh God, he's an Origin player. He actually plays the same as he does at club. Mm. Plays exactly the same. But it's just at a different level. It's just it's just faster. Mm. 
He doesn't go and change his whole game to play. Like Dan Gagai, you're pointing at here. He's the classic example in a Newcastle well, jersey. When he plays Origin, he seems to become another player. Yeah, well, yesterday in the second half, he had a couple of runs that were outstanding. Mm. Like he, his first half, he was a Newcastle player. In the second half, he was a Queensland uh, state of go. Origin player. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, second half, that. right? But then if that's in Origin, yeah, yeah. it's just highlighted, right? Mm. It's, just, it's just because of the moments. It's really hard finals because – you go there and it's about doing your job and doing it, but then it's it's just at another level. And I just don't think – I think the Knights and when we spoke to Tyson Gamble and the guys after the game, they were young and a lot of guys hadn't played a final. Callum Ponga played one at the Cowboys on the wing when he was 17 or mm. 18 or something. So there's not a lot of experience. They go, hey, boys, this is what – you know, like there's not – hey. And they didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Right? Now they and do. That was it. And I don't think Adam, Adam – no disrespect to Adam. He, he hasn't played – Finals. He hasn't mm. played down where Ricky Stewart has played and all those things. Yeah. In the box, they had Madge Maguire, who had coached in the grand final. So they knew that the players had to drag on something else than ability because they weren't going to go out there and outplay the Raiders. They had to mm. pull them down to their level and beat them on experience. And that's what they did. Yeah. Outstanding contest. And it was great to see that we got two over the weekend. We'll get to the, the ones where, uh, well, I don't know, Gordy, if we just take the next three weeks off and just get to the grand final for Penrith Brisbane. And that's not being too disrespectful to the other teams, but wow, their performances on the Put weekend. Put your manners back in, Adam. Sorry? Put your manners back in. I just wanted to do my Tom Cruise impression. <laughs> Put your manners back in, Peter Overton. <laughs> Put um, your manners back in. How but, dare you talk to all four Roosters fans like that? <laughs> The ones that are going to go down to Melbourne, right? They've got their flight saver and they're going down there now, right? They're going to go to Rebel Sport. They'll buy their shirt and they'll pull the tag off, or sometimes they'll leave it in. They make sure they don't spill any sauce. No, I, do you know what? They were the best two sides, were they? It was classy. I watch them, Penrith, just go through the motions. And when I say go through, and then they did exactly everything normal, just at a higher level, like their kick chase. It was a bit more bounce in their step. I don't think the Warriors were that bad. Mm. You know, but without Sean Johnson, like you see when you finish your sets and, you know, where – so Penrith had no pressure coming off their own try line because the Warriors couldn't finish off their sets, you know, and Sean – That was the shame about Sean not playing because dry day, Warriors had the ability with his yes. passing game yep. to play wide quick. Now, I'm not saying that they couldn't do that with the players there, but Sean is an, on another level of that. So you didn't really know what the Warriors could have thrown at Penrith. And Sean Johnson's long game this year, like his kicking game, his yeah. kick chases, you know, getting it. And he's a maybe he's a magnificent kicker of the football, and that's what they lacked, right? So mm. I'm not saying they would have beat Penrith, but to not have that, it's just they couldn't build pressure on the Panthers. So the Panthers were just going through their motions. It was a it was a good win. Cleary was on another planet, yeah, you know, and he had to be without Luai. I mean, like that was the question, mate. Without Luai, mm. well, I think Penrith showed like Luai now. Uh, your price is going down. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and then not as a player, as in well, the requirement we, to keep him and go above and beyond. Pay, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's and that was always the the argument through the year about can they re- they probably can't keep both Edwards and Luai. So who do they go after harder? Yeah. to keep anyway. But it confuses the matter here and now with Warriors. They reckon Sean Johnson comes back. I mean, Cameron George was on Triple M on the weekend and he said, look, he would have played today if it was cutthroat. So you can only imagine another week's rest with the calf. He plays. So Newcastle have the exact opposite situation as they had on the weekend is that now they're going to go into the cauldron over there at Mount Smart. That's cool. Can you remember, like, you you remember going over there playing with the drums and everything like that and when the Warriors were up and... Petro Hocassini and... Oh, uh, yeah. Jerry C. Jerry C. U. C. U. 
Uh, I'll see you. See you. Not fun. No, no. So like then they go over there, and the way the Warriors are played over there has been a sellout. There's no rugby union played in that country at the moment. It's mm. all played out on different times. Two so, o'clock in the morning with yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. So you would think that that nation and the buzz around Auckland is going to be huge. And I've mm. been over there and I've watched the All Blacks play, and it's a buzz around the city. But you couldn't imagine what this is going to be. Well, it's the same. Same now. Yeah. Like I've got mates over in New Zealand. They said Warriors, even when there was Super Rugby going on, everything. Yeah. Else, Warriors, because they've been starved of it. And because now the, the, it's everyone's talking about it across not just Auckland but all in New Zealand, so they're frothing over the, the prospect of this. Can you remember a couple of times going over there and just going far out? This is different because it's yeah. like when the Warriors get on a roll, it's one of the hardest teams to stop. Mm. Yeah, and then and then let's just say Kiwi. So like then I've played a test there where we could not stop them. We're at the cake tin. Mm. And they were just tr treating us like little boys. They were just going through the middle of us. And, you know, when you're playing for Australia, you'd think you got enough talent there to, mm. you know, but mate, we were all in the trenches and we were getting beaten up a bit. And then lucky, lucky we got a couple of calls late and then we could turn it around. But when they get on a roll and you look the Warriors and then that chant goes up and then it's just the noise and then it's just, it's just the way they play, right? So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Mm. But I reckon they will rise to the occasion. I reckon they've been waiting for this, the Warriors. What about Newcastle though? How do they approach it given the emotion of yesterday and what they had? Does that cook them for, well, for a prospect of, of no, this I magnitude? Think, no, I don't think. I think it gives them confidence. I think that they know what to expect now. But yeah. it's going to be bigger again, right? So it's got a – they missed the start really. Like the mate, the Raiders jumped out of the blocks and that's how they're going to do They're going to play with their emotions. Well, you got to match the Warriors next week. You can't let – you've got to shut the crowd up. Who was your nightmare Kiwi opponent? Ruben Wiki. Ruben. Captain Granite. Yeah. Was it like trying to but tackle I mean, a brick wall? Mate, have you seen the footage when he comes off and he runs and yeah. and people try to tackle him and they fall like 10-pin bowling pin? <laughs> and he was a centre. They come in the – he started in the centre, was scoring tries like like Timiko, and they went, oh, yeah, I might go in the middle. Yeah. And see, <laughs> can you stay out in the centres, please? So he was Granite, was he? Yeah, absolutely. So And, they, and then, you know, and the greatest thing about Ruben is he gave you a shot too. He was straight at you. Straight at you. Yeah. You know how they No are last they minute footwork. No. No, mate. He had the Kiwi sides there. <laughs> straight, straight and hard and take the collision. But yeah, yeah. See, so, and then you know when someone does that charge. So, mm. like, mate, you can imagine Fanua Blake's going to do it. Mm. And then the rise of the team. Like, I watched Kalen Ponga race that line, make a tackle, then Safidi come out and smash the next guy. That's what you know. Like, they're the moments that they're learning from. Mm. So, Kalen Ponga now goes, oh, I might need to do that a bit more. Mm. You know, like I might do it in a tenth minute, and the, you know, and then when I think that my side's down a bit, I got to race through and do something. That's, you know, that's the finals, that's the experience that they didn't have yesterday. But I'm sure that if Adam O'Brien and you got Joey and Bedsy and that now can just point mm. out a few things, and say that's the finals footy, mm. right? Not that that. Just on Ruben, one last one on Ruben. I'm intrigued by this. Did he ever apologise for his uh, ability to just make you? Why? <laughs> Not apologise, but was he? Yeah, he was no, just like, get yeah. up, or Sweet. was he? Good tackle, bro. <laughs> Sweet ass cousin. To Mickey, bro. You would have enjoyed that, trying yeah, to take him Yeah, down. of course. Well, see, that's the part of the game that I that I enjoyed as well. But yeah. sometimes you, your job's not enjoyable. Some days are some tough days at the office. Everybody has them, right? So you go to the office. It's a really tough day at the office. And I always found any time I played the Warriors or the Kiwis, it was a really tough mm. day at the office for me. Now here you are just sipping 
beetroot juice doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you got through it. It's vodka cranberry. Before we go to a break, we, we will talk about the Chooks. We will talk about yeah. Melbourne. We'll talk about Brisbane a bit later on. But on this half of talking about Knights and Canberra and the, the prospect of the Warriors for Newcastle, just on Jack White. There's no Manly on the run now? No, funnily oh. enough. Just that they've all sobered up from their mad Monday. It was that long ago. Jack White, what happens, do you think? Personally? I would challenge it, right? So I watched all the footage this morning and Tyson Gamble goes, that's not sweat, that's that's saliva. Mm. And then we all had a team dinner last night and I showed you that I can push really hard. Mm. He's got his hand in his mouth and you see the photo in the Daily Telegraph and all the white. So so he's gripping, he's trying to choke. Yeah. And now with all the wrestling. So he's pushing really hard into his mouth, right? I'm not saying that. And then so if you push really hard and I did it, it leaves a dent. So it you're saying like, the force of the yeah. forearm has gone oh. up. So I just pushed. Look at that. Yeah. So that's me pushing. That's not biting. And I can bite and it's the same. So which one looks worse? The pushing. Yeah. The dent looks worse than the bite. So that's what I'm saying. So I believe. Gordon Tallis is biting himself, by yeah. the way, everyone listening well, on. <laughs> well, look at that, right? So Thankfully so he's not biting that, me. Right? But yeah, right. So I just push that, right? Yeah, so yeah. like then if I'm near his mouth and I push and I go, oh, he bit me, but he probably didn't. Mm. I'm not saying that he did or he didn't, but if I'm and then Jack White's there getting like choked and his forearms across his mouth. So and then Tyson Gamble goes, That's not sweat. And then he was going to walk away. Well, this is the key. By the time you listen to this, maybe it's resolved itself with what Tyson Gamble's going to yeah. do in all of this. Does he go, does he shut up and not say anything? He did. Does After, he- uh, Reedy, uh, our friend Reedy, uh, of the fearless sideline eye, Brent Reed <laughs> raced straight out there. And he said, No, no, what goes on the field stays on the field. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, okay. He said something along those lines, you know. But once everything cools down in the it's light out of day, of his the hands. next day. It's does, out of his hands. As no, soon as say, he does walk- he actually help Jack White with a statement well, along he, those lines of, well, oh, yeah, I did actually it. push my elbow Mate, look, up. I pushed there and I, and I G'd up. It was just saliva. He didn't. Mm. But that won't come into consideration. Remember when Patrick Carrigan, when Reese Walsh runs over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. his reaction straight away, I didn't call you that. I was talking to him. Yeah. Right? And then you have Nico Hines. <laughs> Point out a lineman, but that doesn't happen. Yeah. So it doesn't come into consideration because he had a teammate going, he was talking to me, he called me that. Yeah. And nothing. So Didn't if Tyson him. get no, so so I think it's out of both of the players' hands and it'll be the referee. I reckon the referees report. So you were happy with the non send off? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I wasn't a hunt all as I'm saying, right? Mm. To get sent off, I reckon you've got to be one hundred percent clear. And Ashley Klein wasn't hundred percent. And I don't reckon, and Tyson Gamble, like all of them just like, like, like I'm not a judge, but if I'm sitting there and it's my kids, guess that's saliva. That's, mm. you know, like that's, that's not sweat, that's saliva. I say, well, show me the teeth marks. And then when you know that where I push my teeth, yeah, where yeah. I bit, the bite mark's gone. Mm. Where I pushed, it's still, still in there. Yeah. It is still there, everyone. So, Three minutes later, it's right? still here. So then, so then I just pushed into my mouth. Yeah. So then that's my point, right? So how do I definitely know? That Jack. And then Jack might be honest, yeah, look, I did. Does South look at this and go, geez, we're unlucky? Week after our worst season, end of the season, we, we can remember and we've got nothing to do with this game at all and then all of a sudden, bang, uh, they're going to lose their prize recruit potentially for a couple of couple of weeks at the start of well, the season. Well, I'll give you this scenario. Mm. He's left the Raiders mm. to go to the judiciary, fly down, back, whatever. It might be a $8,000, $10,000 investment. Are the Raiders fighting for him? Nick Pappas is a good lawyer. Apparently, isn't he? 
Are the Raiders fighting for him or do Souths go and fight for him? Oregon South sends someone along just to help out. <laughs> just go. See, <laughs> support. See, so that's the point because Raiders go, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we play him in round six. Yeah, I was going to oh. say, imagine if the draw comes out in the next week, which it won't, and say, oh, geez, we got him in round three. Yeah, no, don't, mate. Listen, mate. He pleads guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jackson Mad Monday now. Mate, did you plead guilty? No, we're fighting it. I spoke to Russell Crowe. Let's fight it. <laughs> we'll wait and see what happens with Jack White. And we're going to take a quick break and talk about the other games from the weekend and look ahead. The Gordy Brisbane, they. The bite mark's still there, boy. Yeah, the bite no, mark no, is still no, there. Pressure? <laughs> bite. Yep. Pressure. I think Just you, trying to let you know. Oh, you could be down there with uh, Jack White and, and uh, representing him. Going into the judge, Bellew, and just biting him. Just <laughs> give me your hand for a minute, judge. Now, Gordy, Brisbane, it couldn't have gone any better for them on the night. Could have uh, and, and they deserved it because that was what their plan yeah. was executed to perfection. Yeah. To nullify everything Melbourne could do and do their own thing. And wow, what a performance. And everybody's talking about, you know, this, but it's defending Harry Grant and Cameron Munster mm. and keeping those guys to zero. That's massive. Mm. To give those two duck eggs, there's not too many games those two have walked off without a point. Mm. And, you know, so defensively Brisbane were outstanding. Um, their attack can get better. If Brisbane are allowed to play footy, if they're allowed to play footy, because that's what it is, it's entertainment, and they don't get their ears wrestled mm. off, that's what you're going to watch. They're so quick. They left so many points out there. They're like just sitting there live and then Adam Reynolds gets the ball. He's going to kick it on his right. Someone comes to chase him. He turns and kicks it for, like mm. on his left and his first bomb went up and me and he went, oh, no. Okay, there's the final <laughs> game that I wasn't expecting. That, that old little fat halfback should have still been out with his calf. So Brisbane, look, Brisbane were good. They've been building nice. Kevy Walter said about six weeks ago when we had him on one of our shows, Kevy, how much improvement? And he goes, I don't know. And I asked him again yesterday because I know a couple of horse trainers and, and he goes, that's dangerous when they get a horse and they just don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, or they go, oh, yeah, maybe it's a group three or group one or like they mm. know. They don't know but, the potential. Yeah, yeah. But but like this footy side, you know, it's, well, you know, Reese Walsh is going to become a better player. You know, Cobbo, you know, mm. you know that they still didn't quite click the way that they probably should have. With the week off now, have you got any yarns about what you do in that week of, you would have experienced it a you few get times. Beaten up. They flog you. It's a bash up yeah. in the first week or first on the week. weekend? No, first week they normally give you what they normally do is they give you like a pretty high volume week. Yeah. And they bash you up. So instead of doing, say, 20 or 30 minutes, you might do 45, 45. Um, I'm pretty sure the sports scientists will have it now. And you probably do a bit of scrimmage on the Friday and then they, and then. A bit of tension in that, bit of, you know, like. Oh, we're not playing this weekend, so we've got to release a bit in this scrimmage. Yeah, and then normally you're playing against fringies that… Trying to prove themselves. Trying to prove themselves, and they're a bit shitty because you've got their spot, mm. you know, so the cannon fodder sort of comes out or, you know, you'd play against your reserve grade. So that sort of happens, and then, then they put on moves and they go a bit harder because you're thinking, well, I've got a big game to play next week. And then, like, when Ipswich beat the Queensland side this yeah, year, yeah, and everybody yeah. goes, oh, but, like, <laughs> man, that's the biggest day of their life. You know? like, oh, yeah, man, Billy Slater's watching that, no, mate. It's just, it's just I'm, training. I've know? been watching Hard Knocks, uh, New York Jets. Oh, yeah, right. So this is all these these players trying to prove themselves, um, and they have little opposed sessions. In yeah, one of the opposed sessions, New York Jets, and I think it was the Tampa Bay Bucks, they just get – there was, a, oh. like, like, five or six little spot fires broke out. Have you ever had that at one of these scrimmages or is it is it everyone no, contains no, no, themselves? No, no, everyone contains themselves. Yeah. No, it doesn't get that. But like then 
you get the weekend off, so they got to give you the weekend off. Mm. So normally Wayne would be get out of town, like just go away because you know you you don't get away. Like in Brisbane now, like, it's it's huge. Yeah, you got to get your groceries, you got to get your petrol, you go to what well, you know, coffee. It's just mm. that, so you got to try to go somewhere where you can relax, like go to the beach somewhere and just clear your head because it's, because it's the mental freshen up that you need more than the physical, right? So you you can't get fitter this time of year. It's about making sure mentally that you're right to go. So. You ever get um, down to City Rowers on that middle weekend? No. Weekend off? No. Stayed away from those? No, believe it or not, it was alcohol free when we went to the finals with the Bronx. Really? Yeah, most of the time. Every time? Probably 10 weeks out. Wow. Yeah. You got to sacrifice, mate. I'm a big believer on sacrifice. Mm. If you don't sacrifice something, you don't get it. Wayne would have been happy with that, being a teetotaler himself, apart from the odd beer that you explained last time. When yeah, we were yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Like it'd just be like if Kevin and Alpha go, hey, boys, we're off the piss. Off mm. the piss. There was no, oh, yeah, okay. Must be serious if Alfie's off the piss. Yeah, well, because like as a group, like you needed, a, you know, and it might be 1%, it might be no percent, it might be placebo, it might be waking up fresh, it might be recovery, mm. mate, whatever it is. But every now and then they go, hey, mate, eight weeks off. Yeah. And then you get to the finals and you know that it's a month away, you know, and that's, it's easy, right? So, Brisbane- dry July. <laughs> Brisbane's uh, week will be a little different to Melbourne's week, you'd imagine, oh, and yeah. how Bellamy tries to rectify that performance got beaten up. at Suncorp. How's that hoodoo going now? Mm. I try to tell everybody. Mm. It's not the same player. If History's it was, only history. It's not the present. Well, if it's Gordon Taylor's playing against Adam Peacock and you beat me 13 times, that's a hoodoo. It would be a rugby league, no. maybe a golf. <laughs> right? But <laughs> when it's this side that hasn't played in those 13 years, yeah. how do they carry that bloke's hoodoo? Well, eventually it was going to break. Of course. But like then I just said that that Bronco side hmm. would have beaten the last 12 years of that Broncos, like all the other Broncos. This is a this is one of the yeah. best Brisbane sides I've seen, right? So this is not that. And the Melbourne Storm side, that's not the Melbourne Storm that mm. has run out before. But there is a bit of history and Melbourne were hard to beat and they beat them twice this year but not when the chips – like, you just knew that Brisbane were, like, ready. And if Brisbane played full tilt last week or the other week before, you think that they're going to win that game as well. But Melbourne's performance again, and, and what happened to Ryan Pappenhausen, there's not a person in the game yeah. that doesn't feel bad for him. I, me and my bunch of mates, we don't have much sympathy for Melbourne, given the rivalry yeah. with Manly and all that. And, you know, a lot of people have their opinion about Melbourne Storm and how they go about it. But it's weird. Pappenhausen kind of goes above that yeah. and how everyone just feels so horrible for the guy Well, um, given what happened. I was invited and I was sitting in a box mm. and as soon as it happened, our boss, Andrew Abdo, went straight down. Oh, yeah. And you could have heard a pin drop. So that's great leadership. So that's what players like that mean to the game, right? So he just mm. walked straight out of the box. So there's all people around. So, and Charlie, what was it? It sort of, it put a bit of a dampener on because of what he's been through. I think it was 400 and something days you know, between games of footy and Jack Whiten was a guy that did his kneecap and he'd come back and we're always waiting for that little bit of X factor. And that's what Melbourne needed. If they needed something, they needed a Pappenhausen. Which, and what happened to Pappenhausen coupled with the performance from Melbourne and a bit like the other one. So Newcastle going over to the Cauldron in New Zealand and the Warriors trying to bounce back. Are you writing Melbourne off? No, I'm not that, writing Melbourne no, off. You I'm can't, saying can you? it's bloody hard to line it up with the Roosters and their oh, performance. Oh, no, you think Mel, no, you... I don't know. I don't know what to think about Melbourne and the Roosters this weekend. I, I can't line it up. It's too hard because the Roosters are losing a couple of players. The way that they played against Cronulla, I actually said on our again our group chat, twenty minutes to go, twelve six down with twelve men, 
the way that the game was being played, I said, the Roosters have got them here, oddly enough. I said they had them because they were going straight through the middle. You did the Gus Gould prediction. I did the prediction. Didn't get on though, unfortunately. Because <laughs> so I got out to six bucks head to head. Oh. Anyway, I gamble responsibly. But the way that the Roosters, you've heard Trent Robinson all year say, oh, we're, we're trying to find the Roosters way again. We're trying to find the Roosters way. Yeah, well, whatever the bloody hell it is, yeah, that's if that's Pete not Sherman, it, I don't know what it is. Wallaby way, that was on Nemo. <laughs> he stole that one. Finding Nemo. <laughs> 42 Wallaby way. <laughs> Pete Sherman. That's what well, he found. No, look, they found Nemo because mate, that that performance on Saturday well, night. Well, Tedesco's was... laying down on the blind after that chase, and he gets ten in the yeah, pen, yeah. and they had, mate, and the sh- the Sharks lost the unlosable final. So I think, but the Roosters just to hang in there in their last five weeks. Momentum's everything, right? Mm. Mate, momentum is everything. How do they go? How do they climb themselves off? Do Melbourne? Melbourne? Melbourne aren't going to have that same performance in attack, mate. You think, mate? You think Munster and Harry Grant? Yeah. Up against the man and Brandon Smith. Oh, yeah. Little cheese. I forgot little about cheese. that little match. So, mate, it's a great battle, right? So, cheese has hit some form. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, he's up against his old club. So, he's going to be coming through. There's some great matchups. Did you see who, the two players who were chasing one of those breaks that Cronulla made down the left-hand side when it was all going to shit for the Roosters because they had all these players off and injured and everything? Two players chased one of the outside backs for Cronulla down. Lindsay Collins. Collins, yep. And little, little Brandon. Halloumi. Little Halloumi. They Vicks. just took off. And Lindsay was just on the, oh. the, the park, so he'd just come off what the interchange. What an athlete Lindsay Collins is. Is there a more complete front rower? I think there's better. You know what I mean? Like when you look at impact, you go, like everybody talks about pain has. Yeah. But what he does every week, it's like he's invisible. But we talk about Fisher-Harris, we talk about Leota, we talk about Jodery Hargreaves, you know, you talk about Aiden Fanua blake we talk about pain mm. has, we talk about Tina Fasul-Malawi. He's got to be in that same conversation, isn't he? Well, is Trent Robinson swapping him for anyone? Probably not. The way that he – what he means to that team. And every every team needs a pillar in the middle. Yeah. He's it. Yeah. Some of the plays that he's come up with, mm. some of the – some of the like like the team plays, the origin, out jumping Tedesco, that chase, that's – yeah, they're big plays. They're mm. big moments. That's him. I think he's at the top of his game and he's only going to get better and front rowers get better when they fill into their body, you know. Mm. So who has more motivation, Brandon trying to prove a point to Melbourne Brandon. Storm or Melbourne Storm Brandon. trying to prove a point? Brandon, it's always the one against the herd. Yeah, yeah. It's not the herd looking down at him. You reckon he's got it in him to take <coughs> the game to by the scruff of the neck and win the game for his team? <coughs> That's what they bought him for. Mm. Is it up to him to yeah absolutely. provide value yeah. for money this well, weekend? Well, you look at it's pretty much Tedesco, him and Kiri, right? And you got Sam Walker, who's still young, mm. you know, learning and. You know, he's going to still make mistakes because he's so young in the halves. But you think Brandon Smith, it all starts at nine, mm. doesn't it? Mm. So it's a big, you know, it's a big clash for him. He wouldn't say it. He might have a few cheeky little quotes this week, but there's no doubt that he will want to play and bury his old team. What do you reckon? And not because he doesn't like him, it's just because he's playing against his, he's playing against his teammates. You yeah. know, when he goes down to Melbourne, he goes has coffee. There's the banter, right? Mm. It's the you know playing. Playing your mates and taking their money off them. Did you have that when you played St. George? When yeah. you finally got a chance? Yeah, they didn't beat us. They were going to beat us. <laughs> well, you went to the, you went to the Globetrotters, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old left the Washington Generals to themselves down in uh, down at Cogra Hopal. <laughs> Mate, they haven't recovered. They <laughs> uh, did win in 2010, given that. But yeah, uh, I, the Chooks, you, you can't count them out even though they have Illawarra those outside that one, mate. Sorry? Illawarra won that grand final. <laughs> I 
wine one, didn't it? Read Andrew Webster's extracts on the weekend. It's all about wine. <laughs> it's all about wine. I, mate, I love wine. Right? He goes, no one wants to fucking hear what I've got to say. So you just read another book, hey, Wayne? <laughs> so that's your thought. No one wants to care, mate. No one cares what I, mate. you got your own opinion. Don't let the music die. He's probably about his fifth book. That was a... Agatha Christie. This... You know? <laughs> <laughs> Little Agatha. <laughs> Jack Reacher. Um, just on just on this book, though, for Andrew Webster, it's not one that Wayne's done. Andrew Webster's done it, and he asked Wayne for permission. Wayne's not getting a wedge out of it. What? <laughs> You're looking at me as if well, you know we'll talk, something. No, we'll, we'll sit with the journalist last it's time. It's an unauthorised – it's an unauthorised, but it's authorised because Wayne was happy to kind of obviously sit there for six and eight hours. But it's hours. Webby's idea. He's, it, this is not a biography. Great, yeah, listen, uh, I spoke to Webby about it. and mm. then and it Was, was he copping a wedge for it, Wayne? Hey? You're not sure. That's the difference between unauthorized and authorized. <laughs> Let's get this book out, Webby. Just say that's not about me. Get <laughs> yeah, everybody right. to do it. And then I'll try. No, mate, come on, man. Webby, Sorry for the roosters didn't go. He's, mate, listen, he's a dealer. Yeah, no, he's, he's probably the smart boss in man. the sense that Webby would have written it anyway and written it his way if he didn't have Wayne's permission or not. So, he would have yeah, just written all the so story. It so, could be a, yeah. You know, Travis Scott Nikes, you know, bit of a cl- <laughs> collaboration. <laughs> it's a good but, book. Reading some of the yarns out of it, it, yeah, it looks like a, a damn book. good read. Fox. I yeah. threw it in my golf bag, you know, just between holes. All this. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> probably know all the stories anyway. <laughs> can, uh, can you go find my ball, please? And I'll have a, well, yeah, I mean, like like I read in a paper yesterday on the way to Newcastle, there's like Gussie back on gardening. Well, I didn't have a meeting with him. Yeah. And then the manager goes, yeah, no, it wasn't in my thing. It was in my office. and yeah, yeah. So it's just the stories that no one gets to hear about rugby league, right? It's a political monster. There's more politics, right, mm. in rugby league than politics, mm. right? And hopefully that book with Webby and give us a clip, Webby, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll send you my BSV later on. But, yeah, like it'll be a great read because people get a little bit more of an insight mm. to how it ticks and – what you ever read bog? I don't know how much you read of. of, of yeah, rugby league uh, I'm books reading Phil Knight's now, the the shoe dog or whatever. No, but the, the rugby league ones. Do you ever read them? You go, that's a that's a load of shit. Yeah, or, or that's five percent of the hundred percent. He wasn't of the story. that good. <laughs> <laughs> what does he have a book for? <laughs> I need a bit of kindling. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no. Um, the truth's in there somewhere, but you know, like you know, you would love someone to write a book, mm. and then when they get, but then you know, you can't question them on it. So. You know the truth, you know. It's somewhere there. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in the middle, mate. Floating about. Now, to celebrate the NRL finals, Footy Talk is giving away a platinum double pass to the NRL Telstra Premiership yeah. Grand Final October 1. Click the link in the episode description and use today's code uh, word. Uh, well, just tell us what you think. Code word is TALUS today. I already did that, mate. There you go. So click that link in the episode description <laughs> and use that code word TALUS to enter. Listen to Footy Talk on Listener, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Is it TALUS or TALUS or is it tall is or tall us? <laughs> Shut up while I read the rest of this. I'm just Two trying seconds. to get you. <laughs> Hold the thought. Listen to Footy Talk on Listener, Apple Podcasts or Spotify every day until September 27 to get a new code word and enter as many times as you like. But today's code word, it's only going to work today. Is tall is. It's tall is. Talus. What's the background of Talus? Where's that emanate from? I don't know. Surname. Haven't done the family tree? No, like no. Mm. no. My surname emanates from Nathan Highmarsh's backyard. I thought it was a disco chickens. Well, that's what they call them <laughs> up in North Queensland. Better than being a bin chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, the disco chickens when they just open up is like all little fancy. Oh, what about like. this? What about this? <laughs> no way. Charlie's just done the Google for me, so it's got two meanings. One Greek, one Welsh. Which one do you want first? 
Das ist The Greek one, yeah. Talos means one who thrives. And you yeah. certainly have done that, Gordon Talos, you. with your 50 years on now, Earth. Now, what's so the far. other one? Now, here's the uppercut. Here's the uppercut. <laughs> Talos in Welsh means shining brow or shining forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Can you laugh like a man? <laughs> No. <laughs> I can't. Gordy, that's us. Thank uh, you, mate. Have a good week. Tell us about it. See you on uh, 360 trying to bite Phil Rothfield to show him what you mean by that Tyson Gamble thing. That's us. Have a great one.